Hello and welcome. Pastor Deborah here of Agape Love. Love is here's global spiritual teaching ministry with a global network of YouTube channels, podcast shows, community posts, YouTube shorts. That's right. I'm starting to get in many places so you can hear that you are loved. And in this wonderful series called A Light Into the Darkness, I'm going to tell you a true story about me, Pastor Deborah, and how I had learned just very simply to send words of love in a letter out into the darkness. And this is going to be A Light Into the Darkness Letter, number 11. I'm working you through many of the letters I wrote to people who were real, who reached out to me through catalogs from the occult world, from witchcraft, Mm -hmm. who sent them to my house, hoping they could meet me. Oh, they had two modis, one to try to turn me from my God, the God that created the skies. Like we see here on this Pixabay motion video. I'm recording in Zoom Pro with no green screen. So if I look fuzzy or the words, just close your eyes and listen. They are too cumbersome, too big and don't work for me. I'm now in my third recording to this morning and I have another one if I can get to it that's four then I have to edit every one of them in this video you're going to hear words of love you're going to hear what was sent to me that had evil wicked demonic spirits attached to it trying to turn me from my God and my way of helping people which I had just learned remember I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor trying to help you with your problems. That didn't go very well. I got out of that at the Lord's request. And I had to learn about another world, a world of the unseen, a world you might call the occult, which means hidden, the realm of the spirit. I knew nothing about it. Oh, I believed in it sort of through fairy tales and make-believe stories and cartoons and some of our community activities like Halloween. But that wasn't the real world that I was going to be entering into and bringing words of love to someone else. So here in this video, you're going to hear of a letter, a catalog that was sent to me. From a seer. That's one what you might call a prophet. Seer means one who sees. Mm -hmm. And he mailed his information to me. Checking me out. Seeing if I was the real deal. Your reputation. If it's true and genuine. And of the Lord. The kingdom of heaven. And is strong and powerful. It will be tested. Checked out by the other side to see if you got the goods, if you're the real deal. And if you are, 
What do you offer? And then if you are the real deal, can they turn you? Can those from the darkness give you another option? Mm -hmm. And will you accept their offer? So I was in a battle. I was being an evangelist. A young man named Isaac Williams had reached out to me. He was in the Black Forest clan of the occult. He was a multi-generational Satanist. He had businesses all over the world. He made money in their realm. He sold objects. He had people working for him. Once he found me, and I became his spiritual mother, and he became born again, other people started checking me out. And this seer, I think his name is Guron. Not sure if I'm spelling it or saying it correctly, but it's spelled G-U-E-R-I-N. I don't know where he was from. He wrote me a letter, sent me a catalog, and that's what you're going to hear. And then you'll hear my response back to him in a love letter into the darkness. But first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of love. For everything that I did back then to reach out to those people who you wanted to touch was with your power, your light, your agape love that I discovered myself. And when I became one with you, Father, in spirit, strong and solid, you tested me. You sent me out into realms and worlds I had never traveled in, knew nothing about, but I knew you had my back. Father, now once again, reach out through the words, the letters, with your love to touch other people who will watch this and listen. Be about your work of Isaiah 61 and 62. Fulfill Hebrews 4.12 and give them a spiritual circumcision be about your work of the cross birthing new children into your kingdom and family father reach out even through this video that we are here you are here reaching as a light into the darkness in the name of christ jesus amen so let's begin now with the letter from this seer gura Like I said, I'm probably not saying his name correct. In June 2000, I received in the mail a letter and a catalog from this seer. Mm -hmm. He is the president of the International Center of Clairvoyance and Occultism. I didn't know when I started on this walk of helping you the Lord's way, what clairvoyance was, what occultism was, had no idea what a seer was. I had to be taught from the Bible. I had to read true stories, biographies to learn. It's not really taught in church, which is religion. It's not really taught by pastors and teachers. I had to go to workshops. I went to one even before I got into this on Satanism. 
that a rehab facility was putting on. Because some people show up in a rehab facility talking about Satan, demon spirits, and a lot of youth, young children get into Satanism. And I even went to listen to a psychiatrist teach. They said it was sort of a fantasy game and just a phase they were going through. But it wasn't real because Satan wasn't real in the mental health world. Neither was occultism. They didn't talk about people as seers. If they did and they said they saw things that weren't there, they heard voices. They got some mental health issues. But on the other side, in the darkness, where Isaac lived and Mr. Guron lived, it was real. They were not considered mentally ill at all or having any kind of problem. It was normal for them. And I learned throughout my many years of teaching, uh, being educated myself, that being a seer, seeing into the realm of the spirit, hearing voices of a God that you served, knowing what's coming, knowing the past. A seer is someone who sees, is what we as Christians were to be doing through the gift of discerning of spirits from the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that when I began. But I was sending a letter into the darkness. I was going to talk to Mr. Gear. Like I said, his letter, his catalog said he was a president of the International Center of Clairvoyance and Occultism. He had been pursuing his life goal of helping the underprivileged over the past years. Sounds like a wonderful man with a heart of gold. A heart of love, helping those who are not privileged and need help. He was sought after for TV and radio shows, a guest. He had a Paris office that you could go to or write to and get counsel, advice. He said his main customers were office workers. That's interesting. Laborers housewives who have problems and need changes in their lives. Oh, he sounded like a wonderful man helping what we might call blue-collar workers, hidden workers, housewives who maybe don't work in the workforce. And they had problems and they needed help, changes in their lives. He wrote that he helps them win fortunes. That would be money, I guess, property. Change their lives in profound ways. Everybody who say is underprivileged, blue-collar worker just about, just housewives, unimportant people, they all want their lives changed in profound ways. That seems to be human nature. His letter went on to me and said that he was an exceptional medium. I didn't know what the word medium meant, but I learned. It meant a go-between, 
one world and the other. He could see things, hear things that others could not see and hear. He said to me, I don't perform miracles. I simply have the gifts and knowledge to call on supernatural powers. Wow. You don't hear that word in mental health counseling, supernatural powers. You don't hear a mental health therapist say they have gifts and knowledge of a supernatural nature. Remember, supernatural things were considered a mental illness in the mental health world. His letter went on and said, so those who call on me, Mr. Iran can get what they want. Oh, he was making himself to sound so powerful. Result-oriented, businessman, powerful. Because he had a, what? A connection to supernatural powers with an S. That means many. And he had gifts. And knowledge that would help him to call on the supernatural powers. Sort of like this video is showing that this is the Aurora Borealis, I think. That's way up north. But he would say their powers. The stars. And I got connection to them. And they're going to help you with your life. To get you what you want. He said he had just published a book called The ABCs of White Magic. What is white magic? I didn't know when I started helping people the Lord's way. I think it's classified as good, helpful, not evil magic. There is something called black magic, which I think is more Filled with curses and evil, maybe death spells, bewitchment, nastiness. We hear a lot about spells, magic at Halloween time. But in some religions, people go to a priest to get a spell. We hear about magicians that do magic tricks. I was ignorant. I had no idea there was a white magic. I think we saw that years ago when we watched a movie or uh, a television show called Bewitched that there was a good witch. I think her name was Samantha. I think that was maybe her. And she married a man who was not a witch. And it showed it was a funny TV show. So we got an idea that magic was fun and good. So I had to go back there to learn. In mental health counseling, you do not talk about, you're not trained in any kind of thing about magic, supernatural powers, mediums, the occult. Because in mental health counseling, everything is a biological disease. It's an illness. Something happening inside your brain. The neurons are misfiring. There's a chemical imbalance. Somehow you've got some wrong ideas or Maybe some unforgiveness or bitterness. 
or you've been traumatized in childhood, but it's all biological. It's mental. It's nothing to do with the supernatural, the way that you are, why you are just a common laborer or a housework, housewife, and you're not rich. Nothing to do with that. So here is this seer going to help you. His letter went on and said, you may have tried talisman. What was that? Not taught in mental health counts. It's a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. How many of you carried a rabbit's foot? Or wear a piece of jewelry? Mm-hmm. Have good luck charms in all sorts of ways. A lot of us used to throw salt over our shoulder. Mm-hmm. So our mother's back wouldn't get broken. We put horseshoes over our entrance. We burn candles. All kinds of good luck charms. But in the occult world, they call them talisman. And it can be a necklace, a jewelry. A lot of women wear them. They have necklaces with a stone, maybe an earring or a ring they wear. Or maybe you've tried a system. Maybe the world system of going to college or going to a trade school. System of marriage, playing by the rules. And it hasn't worked. Maybe you've tried your lucky numbers, he said. Or other so-called magical methods. What were those? In one religion called voodoo, you go to a high priest. He kills a chicken. Gets in a trance. Contacts the spirits. And he gives you a curse or a blessing for people. They do that with the black axe in Nigeria. Yes, they directly choose to contact and be inhabited by spirits. Not taught in mental health counseling. So Mr. Guerin's letter went on and said, but let me ask you one question. Did your life really change? When you did all of these things. Did you win any large amounts of money? Money's always going to be in there. Because we humans believe that money is our answer to our happiness. Our pleasures. We're not satisfied with what we have. Or the education we got. Or who we married. We want more. If nothing has worked for you so far, he was asking me, let me entrust you with my secret. He wants to give me some secret information and trust me with it. A lot of people want to be trusted and have secret information. He was tapping into our human nature, our desires, our lust. Our wants, our hopes that have not been fulfilled. So he goes on and says, let me entrust you with my secret for free. Why for free, his letter said? Because I think this is the best way of proving there really is is a reliable way of attracting good fortune and having the life give you what you want. 
See, he was working. The God that Pastor Deborah serves gives his gifts to us freely. Mm-hmm. Because he loves us. So this man knew that. So he's counteracting. He's being the opposite, sort of, but the same. He is saying that he believes. The only way he can prove himself to you and for you to trust him so that he can help you to attract good fortune and having the life that you want is by giving you freely this knowledge, his secret. Sounds so good. That's right. He went on and said he wants to entrust his secret to a number of individuals seeking different lives. All of us seem to want that. It doesn't matter what you have. Even if you're wealthy, you want something more. You cannot take anything of this earth, no money, clothes, jewelry, when you die. But everybody's trying to improve their lives. That seems to be human nature. Want better clothes, better place to live, more food, uh, freedom from war and floods and famine. And we're all seeking. We're all seeking creatures. And he knows it. He went on to say that each of us, and the one he's sending this letter to me, I was known as Jan at the time. I had not yet transformed into Pastor Deborah, but I was on my way. He said, a different life means those who are struggling daily to barely make a living. Those who are not working. Those with worries and problems they cannot get rid of. Sounds like most of us. Sounds like human nature. Sounds like many of us. I am not exaggerating when I say that if you use this secret, his, you will finally be able to see Visualize, have hope in your dreams and wishes come true. How many of us, when a star goes, we wish upon a star? How many of us wish before we blow out our birthday candle? We all have dreams, hopes for a future. Family, friends, to be loved, good job. Maybe just to live. We're all wishing. We're all praying in certain ways. We're trying to believe. Mm -hmm. So he's tapping into that that's in our soul. And into our darkened forever person. Now the forever person doesn't know this letter comes. It lives in a different world. Than the world that this seer, but he's trying to open the door 
to get to the spirit through the soul. Mr. Guron goes on and writes, I am not exaggerating when I say that if you use this secret, his, you will finally be able to see your dreams and wishes come true. So he's saying, I'm not exaggerating to you. I'm not lying to you. He says, when I tell you this is going to happen, when you use my secret, it's going to happen. For instance, if you desperately need money, it is inconceivable you will suddenly win a huge jackpot at the lottery. In bingo or from or from some other game. He knows most of humanity does the lottery, bets on horses, dogs, mm-hmm. gambling people, mm-hmm. play poker, shoot craps, that's dice. We gamble. We want to win. Did you know that even in wartime, the generals are gambling? I'm the greatest I can win. They use tactics. So he's tapping into that. And he's in his letter. Remember, they know about me. They're checking me out. They're giving me their best, what do you call it, uh, words for me to believe in. They're working, busy, evangelists sort of. Coming to me with words of hope, freedom, healing, wealth, prosperity. He's an evangelist for the hidden realm of that supernatural spirit and secret he works at, works with. And he goes on and says, how can you prove that this works, what I'm offering you? He goes, I didn't discover this secret. I just pass it on. That sounds like what Pastor Deborah does. I pass on the love that I have to you. Mm-hmm. They're taking the playbook right out of the big book, the Bible. Right out of the words of Christ Jesus himself. Do they know that? Yes. You see, in their world, Christ Jesus, his gifts, He is a competitor for you. We are in a competition. Who do we believe? Who do we follow? Whose gifts do we go after? We all have the same desires and wants in our soul. We're all on this planet. And you have two sources. Some might say a positive force and a negative We can see that when you look at the yin and the yang. There is one side that's black and one side that is white. You can see that in patterns, a male and a female. So he is tapping into this pattern that he knows about, that Christians and other believers in other gods would accept. 
this secret that I want to pass on to you. It can also bring back a lost love. Maybe as a child you lost a mama or a father or a brother or sister or a life because of abuse or death. Or maybe somebody left you and you lost them and went and found somebody else. Maybe it was a dog or an animal or a house. Some people still live in the past and they are trying to recapture it, relive it. Get everything back. They're so blinded by the past they can't see a future. And here he is trying to help you bring back that lost love. This secret that it gives you, it will give you an attractive personality. You always hear that. I don't know what it is about that person when I look at him. I just like them. I feel attracted to them. Their words. Their looks. Mm -hmm. The secret I have that I want to give you, he said, will help you from making mistakes when you have an important decision to make. You will be hearing within you wise counsel. I have a secret that I will pass on to give you knowledge, help you in your business decisions. Should I marry this person or not? Should I take this job? I'll give you counsel, wisdom, and those important decisions. Maybe it's to have a baby or abort a baby. I will help you, he says. His letter goes on to me and says he was introduced to a few people who had used this secret. A renowned French bicyclist used it and said, I admit that an unknown force took hold of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of us want that. We want some other force or person to make our decisions for us, to be in charge of our lives. And we just get the pleasures. The press, he says, calls him, Mr. Guren, one of the greatest sorcerers in the world. Don't hear that word, that word in mental health counseling. Or in religion. Sorcerer. What's that? Magician? Witch? Warlock? I had to go watch cartoons. Uh To learn about sorcery. Sorcerers. Uh And I learned. Mr. Guron says... If you use sorcery, which could be called witchcraft, incorrectly, it can be dangerous. And I agreed with that. You use any power source with the wrong motives, the wrong way, it'll turn around and bite you. Mm -hmm. A lot of movies about that. You're having the wrong motives. Maybe you're a, become a king of a nation. And your heart is not right. 
and you just take from the people instead of serve them. Not going to turn out well for you. Mr. Giron went on and said, The secret of which I speak is not the same as some of these. Anyone can use this and no special gifts are required. Wow, he's making it easy for me. It sounds great and good. Sounds like my life would be much better if I followed him, believed him, took him up on his free offer. This secret I have to pass on to you can only do good. If I wasn't absolutely sure of that, and I didn't have the proof of that, believe me, I certainly would not reveal it to you, offer it to you. So he is being a salesman for this secret gift that he wants to give me. This secret gift, he went on and said, it can protect me from bad influences. What are influences? I had to study that. You don't hear that in mental health counseling or in religion. When the preachers preach to us or teach We don't know what an influence is. Is it a person, a word, a situation? Or is it a politician? Is it words? Is it circumstances? We don't understand what an influence is. Is it something that you experience? Is it trauma? Good things. I didn't know really at the time. Hadn't really studied it. Mental health counseling didn't go deep into that. But he goes on and says, this secret that I'm offering you, it can do no evil. It's a good thing. He says, once you have it, a new life will open up for you. A life you probably couldn't even begin to imagine right now. Good salesman offering a free secret gift to change your life. A new life. Now remember at this time, I am moving in the gift of discerning of spirits. I could see what was really being offered. And attached to his catalog was the spirits from his world speaking out to me, trying to influence me. He went on and said, just use my secret as I will show you. It sounds so wonderful, a a loving man trying to help us in our mess. And humanity needs help. And we have been going to supernatural sources all of our generations. We've going to priests. We've been going to seers. We've been going to the occult 
trying to tap into supernatural help. Because our ways just aren't working. That's nothing new for humanity. Now, we don't study that in mental health counseling. We've been going to other gods, polygods. Mm-hmm. All of our existence. Mm-hmm. We've been reaching out to the stars for help and wisdom and guidance, sorcery. We have. We have been going to fortune tellers, witches, trying to get information, trying to get spells and money and magic. We've all done it. I have it in my background. I have people who were druids and worshipped trees and Satan. Most people used to do seances. Nothing wrong with that. It was a parlor game. Ouija boards. Crossed our fingers and hoped for the best. Relied on fate. Providence. Whatever will be, will be. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Our parents, our grandparents, generations back. Serve gods, many gods, polygods. Tried to tap into them. Tried to sacrifice to them for their help. Because we knew the world was in chaos if we didn't. That's in our nature. Both our spiritual nature and in our soul. So his letter went on to me and said, I'm not going to reveal my secret just to anyone and to everyone. Only to those who really need it. And have a strong enough desire, he said, for a new life. That they send in the coupon on the last page. He's tapping into our soul. To to our desires for a new life. New things. Mm -hmm. He says, there is nothing difficult for you to do. You use that coupon immediately upon receiving it. This coupon can change your life and let you get what you want, even if nothing else has worked so far. Powerful words to somebody who is in need of things. Feeling hopeless. Wanting help. Mm-hmm. We will all turn at some point to a supernatural source. I did when I was three. I turned to Christ Jesus. To the kingdom of heaven and his father. To his gifts of the Holy Spirit. To get help from angels at three. I believed in one God. And his powers. He was my source. Some of us start there. And then we go astray. Some never really believed or saw. Or understood what this source was for. And what part of our three part system. Of spirit, soul and physical body. This source Christ Jesus. And his father worked with. All of us go to church. Maybe to a religion. 
Who knows what is your God? Business? Money? Having community influence? A hospital? A road? A business? A university named after you? Is that what you want for your legacy? I mean, a son named after you? Being the world's richest man or the one who gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Or a Tony or an Emmy or an Oscar or on the front page of a magazine. Some of us are seeking things in the world of influence, recognition. Mm -hmm. And we need a little help, some of us. So he is saying, if I get the coupon at the end of this letter, the end of this catalog, send it in and it will change my life. And it will let me get whatever I want. Even if nothing else has worked so far. This help I'm doing. This supernatural secret. He says it is consistent with any religion or belief. Everyone can use it. It has even worked. For the skeptical people, it makes no difference, he says, whether you do or don't believe in it. But you must try it. Now he's tapping into religion, your beliefs. Many of us said, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to try it anyway. Okay, that God didn't work, that church didn't work, that didn't work. (laughs) I'm going to try something else, whether I really believe it, but I've got to have some help. What I'm doing, (laughs) it's not working. He went on and said, but because many people today are needy, I have decided to reveal my secret for free for a limited time. So there's a catch. I'm only asking one thing from those who want to receive it. Okay. So he's making us feel like we're going to the, getting a special deal. It only lasts for a limited time. And we all see that when we sort of, stores have limited sales. Mm-hmm. Or something's on special for a limited time. He says, when you receive this gift I want to give you, and you get it through sending in the coupon, just promise not to reveal this secret to those you know, but to use it only for yourself and your personal gain. So be selfish with it. You want to see how that looks? Go watch the movie Doctor Strange. It was from Marvel. It was about a doctor named Doctor Strange who was a surgeon and his hands were very important to him. I think Bert Cumberbatch maybe. I'm not quite sure if that's his last name. Played Doctor Strange. And he got in a car accident and his hands were hurt tremendously they did all kinds of surgeries but they could not recover his healthy hands 
Then he heard about something magical, supernatural in Kathmandu. There was a power over there, something that could help him. So he went and he discovered it. And it was a world he knew nothing about. But this force that was there was a spiritual force. He discovered that you can use it for good and help other people with it. Or you can keep it to yourself. This man who had been in an accident went there and he kept that power to heal himself. He didn't share it. So here he's telling us, I don't want you to share this gift with anybody else. Keep it secret. Hide it. It's only for you and your life, your own personal gain. And then the question was, are you ready for your wishes to come true? I believe the secret you will soon discover will be the most important thing you have ever received. Words of hope and encouragement were coming. Imagine, Mr. Guron says, how you will feel. Finally, you can buy whatever you want without having to count every penny. Many of us have that wish. Unlimited money. No restrictions. Imagine how you will feel when enough money to never again worry About the future. Why is he tapping into humanity's desires and wishes? I can assure you, he said, that you, with this secret I want to give you, can become rich and happy overnight. Oh, that's like winning these big Lotteries for billions or millions. Mm -hmm. Just play the lottery and you win overnight. So he's offering you gifts, money, joy, happiness, influence, a secret knowledge, secret power just for you. Now it's up to you, he said. There's no reason why it should always be the same. Your life. You should be able to get what you want. Over and over. In your life. Don't let your life be the same anymore. Do something. Be active. Proactive. Take my secret gift. For a limited time. Okay. That's what he's saying. Tomorrow may be too late. A lot of us see this when we see salesmen trying to pressure us to buy something. When we're just looking. So he's trying to tap into us. Tomorrow may be too late if you wait. Receive the revelation of Seer Guron's secret for free. He's saying. Let me know that you're interested in this offer I have. Remember, there's a coupon there that I'm to send in. 
because that probably tells them I'm interested. The secret will be shipped to me in a plain, unmarked envelope. And what I'm telling him when I send in the coupon is that I accept his offer in accordance with the conditions, not to tell anybody and not to share it. And also, I promise not to reveal this secret to anyone that I know, even to my family members. I will only use it to get what I want. That was the deal. Then, of course, he always, everybody needs your signature. It's a legal document. They need me to sign. And for some reason, they always want your birthday. That is important in that realm. Your signature, it's a contract. Your birthday verifies you. So that was the letter from Mr. Gurr. Sounded so good. He was sending out hope, dreams, visions of grandeur, influence to me. What was he doing? He was working for Satan. Trying to reach a Christian, a believer in Christ Jesus, to turn them. But at the same time, he was trying to see would I respond? Would I write him back? Would he get credit for turning a powerful believer? Was I ignorant of what was happening? Checking me out. Test time for me. Test time for him. But at the same time, he wanted to make contact with me. I had already been sending letters back with teddy bears. Remember, let me show you the teddy I would send. I would send a little teddy from Walmart that I would get at Valentine's Day back with every letter. I was sending out love. See it right there on the heart? Teddy represented a non-threatening offer. I always responded. These were letters into the darkness. And when I wrote, there was a spirit on it. A copy love went. The Holy Spirit went. And if they received it, opened it up. The Holy Spirit would be speaking through the words that I wrote. Once you, I learned about the occult. Writing is important. God wrote on walls with his finger. He wrote the Ten Commandments on a tablet. He had the Bible written. Words are an expression of thoughts, ideas, concepts, images from the realm of the spirit. The spirit in each of us shines out, speaks to our soul. And our soul then transfers that into words through our hands. So I knew my letter would have a supernatural influence, a spirit of love on it. They wanted to feel that. They wanted that connection. But all they could do was send me their catalog that they send out to many people. 
I was moving in the world of the occult, the darkness, reaching out to business owners, people with powerful supernatural spirits, secrets, working for the king of the occult. The word occult means hidden. They were working for a hidden king of the darkness. I knew it. They were checking to see if I really knew it. And if I did, could they turn me? Could they tap into my soul's desires for money, friendship, power? I changed life. I knew if I sent a coupon in, I would have a changed life. If I signed my name, I would receive right then and there evil, wicked spirits, the supernatural things that he had tapped into, that was in his life, that he was sharing, transferring to me. I knew that, and my life would change. I would be looking to another source, depending on something else besides the words of God, the Father, the King of Heaven, and His Son, Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. I would have another God. Another king. All inside of me. I would have opened the door. I knew that. But I was also reaching out. As an evangelist. To him. I wrote the letter back. And we will get to that. In the next video. Because I want to show you. Slowly. What was coming into my life. And how I would respond back as I would reach out with love letters to the darkness. Most evangelists, pastors, preachers, even imams and popes and priests and nuns, they don't know how to do this. They're not taught how to go, how to speak, how to present, how to talk to these people. Their spirits were lost and trapped. In the world of the occult. The hidden realm. They couldn't talk about freedom. They wanted to see if this love that Isaac Williams found was true. Could they believe in it? Was it worth dying for? Was it real? They knew about Christ Jesus. They knew he went to a cross and died. They knew that. And they sacrificed a human every Easter, every Black Sabbath. And they remind themselves that humans die. And they must shed blood as a sacrifice mm-hmm. to a God. We see that in abortion. Abortion is a sacrifice spiritually to the God called Moloch. Mm-hmm. God of the Innocent. A great movie to see that in is the movie Ruth, where children would be sacrificed once a year. They'd go before this big statue. They would learn a blessing, a prayer, a petition to speak to Moloch, to have healthy crops, to be safe from the enemy and his blessings. Then they'd lay on a stone tablet And they would have, the children had been trained that some kind of bird with a silver beak would come down and pierce them 
and they would be shedding their blood for the people and the nation. Child sacrifice is nothing new. Their world of the occult, nothing new. Supernatural beings, nothing new. Tapping into gods and supernatural events, nothing new. So they were checking me out. And I was going to respond in a love letter into the darkness. So enjoy this letter and see how the enemy talks to us. And how he reaches out to us, to our hopes and dreams, trying to change our lives. So you be encouraged, learn, and then you go and reach out into the darkness yourself. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Bye-bye.